Welcome back to the Gimme a Buck podcast. I am your host, Joel Graham. I got my co-host, Zach Wright, with me today. And we have a Bucks fan all the way from Scotland. His name is Sean. Let's go ahead and get into it. Sean, how did you become a Bucks fan all the way in Scotland? Honest answer is I love the Packers. Uh, A couple of years ago, I started getting into basketball a bit more and more. And it just seemed right to support the Wisconsin-based team. And here we are. There you go. There you go. So how did you like the Packers? Like, how did you start off with the Packers? Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I turned on the telly and they were the first team I watched. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Sort of went from there. Yeah, I like the sweatshirt, the Bucks sweatshirt, too. Ah, thank you. <laughs> so your missus is a... She's a Lakers fan. Yes, unfortunately. Oh, man. Oh, man. And how did she become a Lakers fan? Do you know? I asked her to pick a team. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping she was going to pick the Bucks. It seemed like the logical choice. But no, she chose the Lakers because she liked Kobe Bryant. Ah, okay. That's a good choice. I can argue argue with it. Yeah, Zach actually has a picture with uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I met uh, I met Kobe a month before the accident, so oh, wow. I was fortunate enough to get to talk with him for a little bit and meet him and his uh, his entire girls basketball team that he coached. Um, so it's unfortunate that she's a Lakers fan, but I will I'll give her a pass. I'll give her a pass. Um, she likes the sport, so I can't complain. It's a start. There you go. There you go. So when you watch a normal like Bucks game, normal Bucks games are around like seven ish. What time is it there? It's one a.m. is the standard oh, time for off over here. Oh geez. So yeah. you're a super fan. It's nice to say you're super. It's, it's safe to say you're a super fan then. Yeah, it's just it comes part of the territory of being a UK fan, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I feel sorry for the West Coast team fans, to be honest, because their yeah. games don't start till 3 o'clock over here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. But, uh, yeah, so let's get into it. So we got the two Raptors games and we got the, the Thunder. So let's first start with the two Raptors games. Our takeaways, what we feel about it. Sean, what do you think? Let's start with the Raptors games. We could have done better, couldn't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, Chris didn't really perform the first two, well, both games, to be honest. He was non-existent. Yeah. Which is a shame because he'd been doing so well up until then. Mm-hmm. Saying that, Pat Connaughton was cracking in the first game, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. He made a season high within the first half. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, his um his season, I think his career high is like 24 points, right? And what did he have in the first? He, he was balling the first half. He was, was um, 16 or 18 points he had in what the first eight minutes he was on the floor. Yeah, he was balling. Too bad he couldn't contribute to a win, but that we'll take true. that, Pat. We'll take that. Um, we and we just didn't have an answer for their defense, did we? No, not at all. I mean, I don't like the fact that Lopez was on Siakam, you know, like that's a tough guard for him. And he has Lopez is just not fast enough. And I don't like that coach Bud would do that when we have like a Tory Craig or a Thanasis, our buddy, you know, uh, I, love um, that man. I think I'm turning into a Thanasis um, fan girl, but <laughs> yeah. you know? 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. And like you were saying, Sean Middleton, I don't know. He just looks he just looks out of rhythm. Zach, what do you think about the first uh, the first two uh, Raptors games? Yeah, I think I mean that's the first time in a long time where they've had five losses in a row. So mm-hmm. I think there was some nerve factor kind of kicking in with what's going on. Um, but obviously no Drew Holiday, so you can't really overthink too much of what's happening. But I like the comparison I saw. I think it was the game that was televised and they were showing like we've talked for many weeks now of how they put that wall in on Giannis and it, it worked again. Yeah. So I think we've talked about a lot of the, what different defenses are going to throw at him because you kind of know what to expect um, with the Bucks offense. A lot of it's going to go through Giannis. And especially with Chris Middleton struggling a little bit, it's just kind of easier to put all your focus on Giannis defensively. Yeah. Um, so I think your holiday will help fix a lot of those things. Um, but that was just some of the takeaways I took with if just like a Chris Middleton struggling, it's a lot easier to put all your focus and build that wall on Giannis and it kind of shut him down a little bit. So, yeah, I think Chris Middleton really misses Drew Holiday to take that added pressure off of him, you know, um, it's man, Chris just looks out of rhythm right now. Uh, what about the Thunder game? Uh, Sean, what do you think about the Thunder game? I know we like that one, right? We played a lot better, didn't we? We almost looked like we were enjoying playing basketball, especially yeah. the third quarter. We came out absolutely flying, didn't we? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I think that we still could have been a little better, you know, but. I think we're still trying things. I don't like that Tory Craig isn't actually playing. That's one thing I don't like. But I do like the Nassis is getting some minutes. You know, oh, I was delayed that he got more minutes last night. I think yeah. he deserves it. Yeah, I think so too. So, Sean, do you think that we should play Tory Craig and the Nassis more than Pat? Yes, hundred percent. It's very, yeah. uh, tenacity's energy, I think, is a game changer, and yeah. I think that was a, that was apparent in the Thunder game and the second Raptors game when it came on. Mm-hmm. And you could see the whole team; there was a massive lift in sort of confidence, yeah, in the way they played, wasn't there? Yeah, and like their energy, like it's just something about energy is contagious, you know. And um, I, I agree with those takes that you got. I think the Nassis came in and. He was a spark plug, you know, and he came in and he was just going crazy, man. And the Nasdaq only has one way, and that way is fast. He's on a hundred all the time. Um, Zach, what do you think about the Thunder game? I know you liked it, right? Yeah, and I I think you kind of just nailed it there. It actually looked like they were having fun out there again. Um, Just fluid basketball, and their skills just going to take over at that point. And from the Raptors game, and going to Thanasis and how he just brings that spark bug. I was seeing people even saying that even when he was on the bench, not even on the floor, that he had more energy on the bench than all five guys on the floor had combined. Yeah. So I think you might be losing. You might struggle to shoot a little bit or has some flaws in his game offensively. You might lose that from like a Connington to be able to shoot threes. Mm-hmm. But what he brings, what he brings energy wise, just it's contagious for the rest of the starting five. Yes. And then you can you can just see the fun when I think it was the Nassus dude on that dunk off the assist from Giannis. Just oh, the fun then it brings a smile to Giannis's face and then Giannis is kind of relaxed and it just it's just a contagious feeling. So yeah. even when I don't know if the Nassus is gonna be the answer in the playoffs, 
Um, <laughs> maybe he can just be that contagious factor from the bench because um, yeah. you are losing a little bit of that offensive scoring. Um, but I, I, I liked it in the regular season here. He really does bring a bring that spark plug off the bench. Yeah, absolutely. So, Sean, I got a question for you. Go Who is the biggest threat to the Milwaukee Bucks thus far? Probably have to say the 76ers or the Mets, wouldn't you? Two of them are on fire. Mets are on a good run at the moment. Yeah. Um, the 76ers, why do you think that is? Is it because Joel Embiid is playing at an MVP level? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Uh, you can't really deny it, can you? Yeah. He's, he's on fire this season. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, like I was telling, um, we we had the guy on yet last episode, Jay, and he said the same thing, the 76ers. But I don't know if I believe in them yet. The 76ers, I, I'm just waiting for Embiid to, like, you know, mentally check out like he's always done. Um, but I don't really like Ben Simmons either. Like, I think he's overrated. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So you don't think the Nets are a, b- a big threat to us? I do. They're on a good run, aren't they? But they've had a lot of injuries recently as well. So it'll be interesting to see if they can continue going the way they're going. They got a big win against the Lakers, didn't they? Yeah, that was a big well, that was a and huge was win. without that. Kevin Durant, too. So Exactly. That was, that was a huge win, that. Yeah, that was and they they had a huge comeback win against the Suns too without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. James Harden kind of led them back in that one. Oh yeah, I remember that. That that's an ouch for you, Zach, huh? Yep, that was just that was disappointing. That's an ouch. That's an ouch, man. Um, so now let's go ahead and get into. Do we think Giannis is a true superstar? Uh, Zach, what do you think about that? Is Giannis a true superstar? This is a tough one. It's it really depends on who you ask and what people define superstar as. And I think the term superstar gets thrown out a lot more generously than it should be. Because mm-hmm. when you hear guys talk about it throughout the league, they'll start saying like Jason Tatum's a superstar, all these they're like the best player on every team, then you start arguing that they're superstars. Mm-hmm. But I think like you'll have your all stars, your all NBA players, but I think to truly be a superstar. Like, it's hard to say that he's not because he has two regular season MVPs. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think until he gets over that hump and can lead a team to a championship as a championship that we can really define him along with those superstars. So I think that's where, like, like obviously LeBron James is a superstar, Kevin Durant, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and, like, even Steph Curry. I think those are, like, your superstars in the league. There might be a few more. Um, But since Giannis is still young, so it's not like – I'm not saying he never will be a superstar, but I think a big factor to define who your superstars are. And I think with a term that high, that there really should only be like maybe like top five players in the NBA are like your superstars. And while Giannis might be there right now, stats wise, regular season awards, I think to call him that superstar, I think he needs that championship to really cement that whole phrase. So you so you're correlating like somebody being a superstar with like getting over that hump, winning that championship. So you're saying there's not a lot of superstars in the league then, right? Yeah. So I would say there's really just like maybe you can only say five because otherwise you're starting to you're starting to give that title to really anyone in the league. And like the Jason Tatum, how I just use that example, he's a he's like an all NBA player, but I don't think he's quite superstar yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sean, what do you think? Is Giannis a true superstar? 
can agree with Zach, to be honest. I don't think he's far off getting there. But yeah. I think if he was to win a championship, it would definitely sort of put him in that bracket, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think he could uh, definitely do it working on his three-point game. I think if he could work on that, yeah. that would open up a hell of a lot more, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you think he should stop shooting threes? Now, what you got to keep in mind is when Giannis, during the Coach Bud era, when Giannis doesn't shoot a three, we're 9-0. and So – do you think he should stop shooting three shot, or do you think he should continue to throw him up there? Practice makes perfect, doesn't it? You know, people don't complain when he shoots and he scores them. Wow, well, that's true. But, that's you know, true. yeah, he's going to miss a few, but you've seen him take a few shots last night when the game was sort of in the bag, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, you've, yeah. you've still got to try. And if he, can, if he can get that aspect of his game, he's going to have the defenders thinking a lot more about what he's going to do yeah. as opposed to just running out the net. Yeah, and it, it brings the defense out, you know, to him so he can run around them too. Exactly. So that's a good point. Um, as far as Giannis being a true superstar, um, I'm going to have to disagree with you both because this guy is a two-time MVP. His numbers say 28, 12, and 5, you know, and like, that's superstar numbers. You know, if you if you're able to get, back-to-back MVPs, like, I think I think that's superstar. I, I think that's a true superstar. I do understand, Sean and Zach, what you're saying as far as, like, getting over that hump and, like, you can't really hit a free throw, you know. So, but I, I do understand that. But I think if you win two, two MVPs, I, I would say that solidifies you um, as a superstar. Um but what do we feel about um, Giannis saying – he said he feels good and he likes the adversity that, we're, that we have right now. You know, going through our six-game losing streak. Um, do you like that he kind of said this, Sean? Yes, yeah, it's, it's true, isn't it? It's a learning curve. Yeah, yeah. Every, every good team still has bad spells. You yeah. know, no team can go a full season unbeaten. We're going to have a bad run. It's happened. I'd rather it happen now than it happened in the playoffs. Oh, that's definitely true. We don't uh, want that to happen in the playoffs. I still stand by. We're losing games now so that we can go 16 and 0 in the playoffs. <laughs> there you go. You hear that, Zach? Yeah. I, I mean, I like his point there. Like, they really haven't, like, the last, I think it's been like two year stretch where they've been like the number one team in the NBA, number one seed coming to the playoffs. They never. Like there's, I think two years there, they didn't even lose two games in a row or something like that. Like yeah. these insane, these insane stats where they're just basically winning at will every single game and they haven't had to face adversity adversity yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and then when the playoffs and they run into like the heat or the 76ers and then they are finally like, Oh wow, we just lost two games in a row. Like then they have to learn how to react to it. Whereas now they can kind of learn and react in the regular season, make those adjustments, see why these losses are coming instead of they're losing for the first time in the playoffs. And now they got to be like, why are we losing? We've never done this before. And now you can kind of see what teams are taking advantage of to make these losses happen. And like I said earlier, obviously Drew Holiday has an impact on that. So you're not going to completely start freaking out, but I think it helps to get to that point in the playoffs where you are more comfortable in these situations. Yeah. Um, I agree with both of you. I I think, Sean, I think you hit it right on the head as far as, you know, every team has a bad stretch, you know, and I, I 
I I correlate this Giannis quote with kind of like, remember in the, um, in the regular season, Aaron Rodgers, um, we, we lost a couple games and then he's like, he goes on this TV show and he's like, relax, everybody. <laughs> Packers fans, relax, you know, and then they went on a win streak. So I kind of, I kind of see that as the same thing, you know, and this losing streak that we were on. Um, I think if we had Drew Holiday <clears throat> with this losing streak, then I would hit the panic button. But I think... I think we're still good. So let's go ahead and go into a more tough question. Sean, do you think we should trade Brooke Lopez? Yes. You I'm, think we should trade Brooke yeah. Lopez? Okay. I like him and I feel bad saying it, but I don't think he brings that much to the team anymore. He's a bit like we were saying earlier. He's slow. Mm-hmm. He's struggling defensively. He's not bringing a hell of a lot offensively. Yeah. But the downside is what do we get for him? You know, is there a market for a player like that at the moment? Yeah, that was my next question. Like, who do we, like, who do we get instead, or should we bring him off the bench? Do you do you feel like we should start Bobby Portis or Thanasis? I know you're afraid. I'd love to start Thanasis, but I think yeah. I'd go Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis, <laughs> yeah. you know, fantastic. He's been superb all season, hasn't he? He's a fan favorite already. He definitely is. Always yeah. seems great to give him the chance to show what he can do. Brooke can come off the bench and he'll still get us a few points, won't he? So yeah. I I agree with that. I think he should come off the bench. I, I or we trade him. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think he we should trade him because he comes up and he only protects the rim really well, you know. And when we come off that, when they come off that screen, uh, it's just all daylight for anybody, you know. And it's just pretty bad. Like, come on, Brooke. You got to get up, man. And if he can't play, put him on the bench, you know? Like, have somebody that can guard guards out there, you know? Um, Bobby Portis. I think Bobby Portis should get more than the minutes that he's getting. I think the Nassus has shown now that he should get more than the minutes that he's getting. Um, Zach, what do you think? You think we should trade Brooke Lopez? I do. And I think if you don't, there needs to be some adjustments with how they're using him. I mean, his strengths are obviously, compared to other centers in the league, he can shoot the three well, and then he's a rim protector. But teams are kind of taking advantage of that defensively and bringing him outside the lane. And he's getting a lot of these mismatches where he's a defensive liability. And we've mentioned it a lot that that's allowing these teams to get hot starts and it's affecting them all the way through the rest of the game, even when Lopez isn't in. So like you guys were just saying, if uh, Lopez comes off the bench, because what he's bringing you is he can stretch the floor. So what I think you need with a Giannis on the floor, because you can't crowd the lane too much. Um, but it's not like he's putting, he's not like he's putting up 20 points a game or anything. So he can get those same stats off the bench. Um, and his rim protecting skills are irrelevant right now because these teams are extending it and he's not in the lane anyway. Um, so I think if, if there's no trade, available because his value might not be as high as it used to be. Um, then you'll have to make some adjustments, I think, to be able to utilize him and not allow teams to take advantage of those mismatches. Um, but I would say you got to do everything you can to get the best piece in return and try and trade him. Yeah. 
I agree. Um, and like what Sean was saying too, like, what do we get for him? You know, like high, what value does he really play? I'm pretty sure some team can use him, but yep. I don't think it's the Bucks. Um, so Sean, I got a question for you. Um, yep. So we were talking a couple episodes ago and we were saying who should take the game winning shot for the Milwaukee Bucks. Who do you think should take the game-winning shot, the games on the line, in the playoffs, not a regular season game? I'm talking about Eastern Conference Finals, Game 7, two seconds left. Who do you want to shoot the ball? Tenacious on his energy, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You'd have to go Giannis, wouldn't you? (laughs) <laughs> best player on the team you could you could not give the ball to him okay so you're going with uh Giannis even though if you saw in the um the Suns game that one might have been a little late for you um because it was on the west coast and Zach was actually at that game um even though Giannis can't really shoot the jumper really well you still want him taking that shot yeah I think you've got to rely on him but you know it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? I'd like to think Giannis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I was saying last episode, I mean, we pay him enough to take that exactly. shot. Like, it, it should be relied on to be able to sink the bucket for you, shouldn't it? Yeah, I I agree with that one. I, I mean, and I, go ahead, Zach. I think I think going off that too from our first question of if, if Giannis is a superstar, I don't think you can even be debating this right now if he was a true superstar, that any other superstar you name in the league you're 100% going to them for that last shot, whereas we're having this discussion right now is That's fair. can you even trust Can you even trust Giannis at the end of the game? Or whereas everyone else we've had on this show so far, we've pretty much all picked Chris Middleton to take this shot. So I don't think any other superstar in this league, you're giving that shot to someone else. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I, I Go ahead, Zach. Or Sean? No, I'm saying it's a good point, Matt. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a really good point. Um, it puts a little fork in my argument for him being a true superstar, but that's okay. <laughs> it puts a little fork in it, but that's all right. We're still going to go with uh, – I think, I think he still is, you know. Um, so, Sean, I got another question for you. Do you think we should fire Coach Bud right now? Now, this is like the middle of the season – um, now it has been done to where we fire coach, we fired a coach, and then the team still wins a championship that year with the Cavs. You know, a couple years back when they had David Blatt, they fired him midseason or a couple games in, and they won a championship. Do we fire Coach Bud? No, not at all. Not now. I think, no, I think it'd be rash. It's the first bad, proper bad run that he's had. He's came in and had two great seasons with us. Yeah. And we've came in and, yeah, we're having a bit of an average year this year. But it's a completely different type of season with COVID and everything else, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, what about the playoffs, though, with him not, like, him not, like, adjusting? And that's the biggest thing right now is him making adjustments. Like, why is Lopez guarding Siakam? You, that's just a bad matchup. That I can't even argue with. You know, <laughs> that but yeah. I, was, I don't think we'll get anywhere with a rash decision of making, you know, by sacking them now. I don't see what we're going to benefit. Yeah. Even just now, it's a bit of a weird season as it is. Let the season play out and, you know, the off-season, you can make decisions like that, can't you? 
Yeah, that's true. I I actually thought he should have um, been, uh, what'd you call it, sacked? Last one? Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I, I thought he should have been sacked last year, you know, when we exited in the first round. So what kind of success – before he 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 gets uh fired like if we go to the eastern conference finals is he okay like we can keep him it's, it's still not winning a championship but it's still i'd class that as a good season mm. you know you've still made it to what the top two teams in the east so in the top four in the whole league you know you're still yeah. having a good season yeah you know if you're if you're a sack your manager every time you didn't win the win the championship, you'd be sacking people left, right, and center, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. That's a real good point. So, like, but we need somebody to get us to that championship level. Do you think Coach Bud can get us to that championship level? I think if he changes his ways a little bit, I yep. think it's quite clear that he's a little bit stubborn. What you're saying with the mm-hmm. playing Brook Lopez and not wanting to take him out, which I really don't think is fair to Brook. Because he's clearly not got the energy and the quality that he did have. Yeah. But, you know, I think if he can maybe find a way to change his ways a little bit, maybe let the team pick a few more plays and go the way they want to go, I think he could be okay. Yeah, I I like that too. A lot of his – a lot of the problems that I have with them is all simple things. It's like, don't put Lopez on Siakam. Or I don't want to see Pat Connaughton guarding – James Harden. I don't want to see that. Like that's a recipe for disaster. It's all like simple things. So Zach, um, what moves should the Bucks make before the deadline? If any, what do you think, Zach? I think we pretty much already talked about it. It's the only piece I think that for sure needs to move, whether it's rotation wise or a trade, I think is Brooke Lopez. Um, I think it's just going to be, what we've seen in the regular season is just going to be to another level of how the teams are going to expose him defensively. And in the playoffs, if these teams are getting hot, there's just, you're not going to stop them with the intensity that they're going to bring on the defensive end too. Um, so I think you saw with the Heat's matchup last year. Overall, the Bucks are the more talented team, but the Heat just basically dealt with what the matchups they had yeah. and used those advantages to their benefit. Um, so I think a Lopez move needs to happen. And there's a lot of pieces out there. You might have to give up a few more, maybe a DiVincenzo if you want to get this type of player in return. But like John Collins is on the trade block, most likely. I don't think Blake Griffin's the right fit. He's getting older. Um, yeah. But like Andre, Dr- Andre Drummond's on the market right now. Um, a Kevin Love, if he's healthy. I think those players would kind of fit with filling kind of that power forward slash center role still be able to shoot the three well Giannis can kind of move around maybe take that center spot like we've talked about and he can him and Chris can finally become that Kobe Shaq duo and yeah. you add like a John's John Collins or Kevin Love in that power forward you spot Kobe Shaq duo is yeah. that that Chris and Giannis is that yeah yeah oh, so if uh if Giannis <laughs> moves to that that center spot he can kind of play similar style to Shaq he doesn't need to shoot threes then because he hasn't been making them very often. So then we limit those because you, I think Joel, you said it a couple podcasts ago that when Giannis doesn't attempt a three, they're undefeated. So I don't think he needs to force them, but Sean, you were saying it too. I think it helps his confidence too, that he's able to shoot those threes. Um, but if you kind of build him into that center role, 
you can find another power forward in the league, which is why I think if you don't trade Lopez, a Bobby Portis makes more sense in the starting lineup too and helps defensively. Um, but then to get a player like that, you're probably going to have to throw like Dante DiVincenzo in the trade or something like that. Sure. Um, but if we're going a little bit smaller scale, I think Lopez can go. Maybe a Pat Connick can go in the trade too. Um, unfortunately, I don't think the Bucks have too many draft picks they can throw in. Um, we gave up quite a bit for Drew Holiday. Um, but those are the only pieces I could really see that are low risk enough for where the Bucks are because it's not like they're not making the playoffs or anything like that. So, but I think there could be another pe- player that could add that big of an impact in the playoffs. Um, Cause I don't think Lopez is the answer. Yeah, me either. Sean, what do you think? You think we should, um, what moves do you think we should make? Or if you think we should make any as far as trading? I would throw DJ Augustine in with the trade with Brooke and Pat Connor. Okay. Yeah. Yep. The good game last night, but, and to be fair to Bud, he changed up by putting Augustine in, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I would put him in. I don't think he brings a hell of a lot to the team. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I'd, I'd keep Dante. I quite like him. Mm-hmm. Apparently a lot of box Twitter isn't a massive fan of him, but <laughs> no. I like him. I think we should keep him around and see what he can do for us. Yeah. So do you like Dante being so aggressive? Like he's been very aggressive, you know, since the start of the season and he started out hot, but lately not so hot. So do you like him being aggressive like that? I'm a fan of it. Like you're saying, if it, it, he's going to have hot and cold streaks, isn't he? You know, yeah. nobody can go full season, you know, hitting buckets all the time. It's going to happen. Yeah. But you don't have to go with it. You have to take the good with the bad, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You got to take the good with the bad. Um, so right now you think the only move that we should do it, or make is get rid of Augustine, like get somebody else in there for DJ Augustine. Yeah, and if we can, Brook Lopez. But like we were saying earlier, I don't know what we would get for him. I don't think he's got a massive trade value at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think we struggle to get rid of him. So I'd say just pop him on the bench. Pat yeah. Connaughton. <laughs> you know, I, I like his frog splash that he does when he's closing down a three. <laughs> but apart from that, again, doesn't really bring masses to the game, does he? Apart from the first Raptors game. Right, right, right. And yeah, that's a good point with like the frog splat. I just don't understand like why he jumps so much. You know, there was a clip on Twitter where the guy didn't even pump fake. And then you just see Pat like just flying by. And I'm like, what are we doing, Pat? Like, uh, what what's happening here, man? It makes a good meme. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think the... I think, Sean, you hit it right on the head. That's what I'm going with. I think that we need a better backup point guard. Um, DJ Augustine, you know, I thought he was going to be really good for us, but not even a little bit. He did have a couple games where he played really well, and I think last night he played really well too. Um, But I think overall – I just think he's a little bit too small or maybe we need to put him in a position to be better. Um, like yesterday he started, he played well, but I think in the long run, we're going to need a better backup point guard. Um, I do think that Brooke Lopez, I don't know. This is the tricky one. I don't know if I want to trade him or if I want to like play him different times like situational like if they have a big guy like I think we can use a Brooke Lopez 
against Philly, you know, like one of our biggest threats that you say, Sean, like they got two big men, you know, like I think Brooke Lopez brings a big body. But if we play the Miami Heat or the Raptors, we can't use them at all. So I'm a little torn on whether we should trade them or not. But I think I think it's situation. I think he should play situationally. Um, so now I'm going to open it up. Now, this is the NBA question. Um, Sean, what do you think? I'm going to start with you. Do you think Luka Doncic will ever win an MVP uh, of the league? I don't. I think he's always going to be the nearly man, sort of top two, top three. Yeah. I don't think he'll quite reach the peak and get to number one. Yeah. Um, I think it's a shame because he's a great player. Yeah. But so why do, you, why do you think he won't um, get over that hump and be that number one MVP? I don't think there's some other players that are out there that are better. Yanis, for one. I think yeah. Yanis is a lot better than him. Yeah. This season has been a lot better than him. Yeah. I think it's a shame for him because I think he is a great player, but I think, and he's improved this year compared to last year on quite a lot of his stats. Yeah. But I just don't think he has what it takes just to claim that final ring of the ladder. Yeah. And he's not that athletic either, but he gets his point. So I, I agree with that. Zach, what do you think? Do you think Luca will ever win the MVP? Yeah, I'd say he's going to. I mean, it's his third year in the league, and he was already the front runner going into the season to be the favorite for MVP. So, I mean, with only being his third year and he's only, what, 20, 21 years old, um, that's pretty impressive already. I mean, he's having, for him, an offseason, and he's averaging close to 30 points a game, six assists, six rebounds. He's putting up monster numbers for having an offseason for him. He's only shooting – He's shooting under 30% from three and still putting up these numbers. Yeah. So I think he'll continue to develop playing NBA-style basketball. The Mavs have kind of struggled with injury a little bit. So once everyone's kind of healthy, they're winning some more games. Because I think if the Mavs are up in a playoff spot right now, he's going to be in the conversation for MVP already this season. Yeah. Um, he's getting a lot of hate because he's not shooting well um, and they're not a playoff team right now. Um, but his stats, he's up there with top of the MVP race right now. Yeah. Um, I think he has be- he has better stats than LeBron, who I think CSPN's front runner right now. Um, so I think as he develops, grows, gets older, more mature. I think his maturity is just not quite there yet either. Um, Sean kind of said it though too. There is a lot of other players that might always be ahead of him in these conversations. Like Giannis is still young; he'll be in this conversation for a long time. We have a lot of guys coming up in the draft this year that are supposed to be these phenoms um, with the new development G League team and like Kate Cunningham. And there's a lot of young guys that are coming in that might overlook him too. Um, so Sean kind of has it where he might always be, he's just going to be in that conversation. Um, but I do think he will pull away and get one of them. Yeah. Um, Zach, I got to go with Sean. I got to go with my guy Sean on this one. Um <clears throat> I just don't think – I think he puts up the numbers, but I don't think, like, he's flashy enough to, like, get MVP. Now, if you look at the past couple MVPs, Giannis, you know, too – I mean, come on. Who doesn't like Giannis? Who doesn't like watching Giannis? Like, it's that eye test. Like, I love to watch this guy play. Like, he's running crazy. He's dunking, you know, Um and then who was it before Giannis? Was it James Harden or Russ Westbrook? Mm-hmm. I think it was Harden. 
Harden, and then it was Westbrook before that. Right. So it was was James Harden, right? And who doesn't like Harden, like, just dropping threes off, step back, you know, like all that's, like, flashy. You know, it's flashy, you know. And then Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double the year before, you know, the the James Harden. So, like, Westbrook, I think, is the most athletic point guard the NBA has ever seen, you know. And then you got – like Steph winning too. It's exciting. Like all the MVPs are exciting to watch. Luca, I don't think he's that exciting to watch. Like he makes good plays and like sometimes, but it's not anything that's like, oh man, I, I want to go watch him play. Like I, and I just think like you guys, are, like there's a lot of players that's better than him or that, you know, like that, that just they're more flashy and they they just look better, you know, to the eye, you know. So I don't think I don't think he'll ever win an MVP. Uh, so Sean, I got a question for you. So who do you think is the MVP of the league so far? Oh, I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, Julian Embiid will be up there, won't he? He's had a flyer of a season, but like you're saying, it's whether or not you can continue that throughout the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have a player to pick, you can always pick a Bucks player to be. In. Well, I was going to say Giannis would be in there. Yeah, <laughs> and know. I think so too. I think Giannis is in there. Um, but you know how they create like a narrative to like. I think they want LeBron to win it this year because you've been seeing that a lot. But his numbers aren't like crazy out of this world, you know, like. Like an Embiid. Like Embiid scored, what, 50 and 17 last night? Like, I really think that's um, that's crazy. I, I, oh, man. I think you should give it to Damian Lillard, you know, the MVP. Because I love to some Dame Lillard. Um, but, yeah, Embiid isn't a, isn't a bad pick. Um, Zach, are you sticking with your pick for MVP of Embiid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I still got him beat. I think we talked about this last week already, and I had him beat then. And, I mean, you just said it, his 50 and 17 points isn't going to lead me anywhere else than having him at the top of that list still. It's not like he's digressing at all. He's putting up monster numbers. Sixers are still winning games. Yeah. I mean, if they're, the, if, they're the, if they're the number one team in the East, I think it's got to be a guaranteed Embiid gets it, unless he, if he gets hurt or something. Yeah. Um, the only way I could see him losing it is if the Sixers aren't the number one seed. Um, but I think it's gotta be Embiid. Yeah. I think they're, I don't know. I just don't really believe Philly yet. Not, not yet. I mean, Philly is, you know, a great team. They're playing great. Doc Rivers got them playing great. They got Steph Curry, but I just don't know if like, I believe them. I, they got to show me. They got to show me. Of course, they're showing they're the number one seed, but I'm just waiting for MB to have his meltdown, as he always does, and uh, we'll see from there. Sean, do you have any questions for us at all? or What are you, what are you making of the Jets? Because they've been on fire this year again, haven't they? Zach, what do you think? What do you think about the Jazz right now? The Jazz? I mean, they have a very well-rounded team. I've never been huge on Donovan Mitchell. I think he's a he's a good offensive player. Um, but I think he's had like his duels with Jamal Murray in the playoffs. But I think I mean Mike Conley, I think when he got his massive contract was the highest 
overpaid point guard in the league. So I've never been super high on Conley either. Yeah. Um, Rudy Gobert is a good rim protector. So I think right now they're all, and you got Joe Ingles in there too. I think right now they're all meshing really well together. But I think what your perspective is on the Sixers is kind of how I feel with the Jazz right now of, I think they'll slowly start to fall out of that one spot in the yeah. West. I don't truly believe in them too much. Uh, Mitchell's still young, but I've just never been a true believer in that he's that, like we've been talking about, if he's really a superstar, like some of his stats may show. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. Sean, what do you think about the Jazz? I actually think the exact same. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think they've got any out-and-out superstars, do they? But the, all their players have gelled together well in well, yeah. to start the season. So it's been interesting to watch. Yeah. Um. I with the Jazz. I I just think they're real hot right now. And I said a couple episodes ago, I think they're going to cool off. Um, like Philly, I don't really believe them because they have Donovan Mitchell, which he's playing out of his mind. But I was looking at a stat, and they have like four or five players shooting above forty percent from three. Like that's just ridiculous. Like I. I don't know if you like can keep that up during the whole season. If you can go ahead, but like, I don't know. Like Jordan Clarkson, the guy that comes up, he's going to be six man of the year. He's playing out of his mind. Um, But like Joe Ingles and like uh, the Nang guy or whatever his name, like all these players are playing really well. And I just don't think they have what it takes. And I actually think the Jazz is what we were the last two years. Like, they have a good team. They have, like, it's a, it's a good team. They don't have a Giannis. But they have a good team that gels, you know, together well. But I just don't think they have enough to get over the hump. You can see it last year to yeah. pretty much have the same exact team as last year and Jamal Murray and the Nuggets put them out. So, I mean, I think Donovan Mitchell is a great player, but I think eventually I don't think they're going to stay in that number one spot. I actually don't think at, by the end of the season, I don't think they're going to be top four. I think they might be fifth um, because I – I see the Lakers continuing to get better, although Anthony Davis just went out, so that's that's a big blow. Uh, but I was the Lakers, the Clippers, the Suns are going to be top, and I I just don't really see the Jazz being top four. Um, but yeah, that was a good question, uh, Sean. You got any more questions for us? Oh, I don't know. You put me on the spot now, aren't you? <laughs> so. Uh, that's absolutely fine. Who have you got winning the East if you don't think the 76ers are going to hold on then? Um, are we going to make a decent run? Who do I have winning the East? Um, it's hard for me to not be biased, but I think okay, if if I'm biased, I'm going to say the Bucks because I really do think the Bucks has the team. If we get a better backup point guard or DJ continues to play better, and Coach Bud, there's a lot of ifs, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of ifs. So I think I don't think any team. 
I, I think the Nets, me personally. Um, okay. Now, I want the Bucks to make it out the East. And I think we have the team to make it out the East. But Coach Bud is going to put this barrier in front of us and not let us make it to the um, championship. Um, I think that um, the Nets just have too much firepower. Like, it's – they don't play defense, but – like you have to outscore three of the best scores like in the world. Like how do you outscore Kevin Durant, which is crazy efficient, James Harden, which is an offensive juggernaut, and Kyrie Irving, who's been playing out of his mind. I think he's shooting above 50% right now. It, I, I just don't think that anybody has enough firepower to outscore them. Zach, what do you think? Who, who comes out the East? I got Brooklyn as well. I mean, you pretty much just said it. The When they beat the Lakers a couple nights ago, they're not Kevin Durant. I mean, the Lakers didn't have Anthony Davis either, but still, you're missing your best player. Then they beat the Suns without Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and you were down, so they even fought back in that one. They're beating these top teams in the West without having even all three of them. So I think if if healthy – even without being healthy in the regular season, they're still proving that they can beat these teams because, I mean, James Harden proved it with the Rockets. He can win games by himself but here and there. Kyrie can go out and get a buck whenever he wants. KD, same thing, one of the top players in the NBA. So I think just the star power they have there, I think they'll come out on top in the East, and they've kind of proven that they are adjusting to be able being able to play together when all three are on the court. I think James Harden has kind of proved a lot of people wrong with that he's able to adjust his play style to fit with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And instead of him putting up 40 points a game on however many shots he needs to take, he's going out and getting 15 to 20 assists now instead and putting up 20 points. So yeah. I think he's really made an adjustment that a lot of people didn't think he was capable of doing. Um, and that that's going to be the key piece that they needed um, for one of those stars to prove that they did not need to put up 30 points a game. So I think they'll take the East and then with all three of them healthy, I could, they are my favorite right now to win the finals. If all three of them are healthy, um, yeah. just because the adjustments that they have made and the sacrifices that the stars have made. Um, obviously I want to wish the Suns to win the finals. Um, but I think with those three right there, I think it's hard to say anyone else. Yeah. Sean, who do you got coming out the East? I've got the Nets as well. I think it's good. Nets in first place. I think the Bucks are going to take second. Yeah. But again, we've got a few issues to try and iron out first, don't we? Yeah. And I think the Sixers will come in third behind us. But you can't really argue with the Nets considering how good they are offensively, can you? Yeah. Um, and they just got a couple defensive pieces too, like Amon Shumpert, um, yep. Andre Robertson. Um, but yeah, I've, the Nets are just good, man. I think the offensive firepower is is just crazy. So, Sean, did you get enough sleep, man? I know you know we were talking, and you got what fifteen minutes or so. Did you were you able to get some sleep? No, I got forty five minutes after the Thunder game before I had to get up for work. Oh, uh, man. I think I fell asleep after dinner. <laughs> so, what time is it? So it's nine o'clock there right now. It's 9.35 at the moment. 9.35. Yeah. Uh, I think the, fun, the, the game finished this morning about half past three-ish. 
Oh, and then by the time I wound down from being excited at the fact we actually won a game, <laughs> it was done four o'clock before I actually fell asleep. Yeah. So but, that's, so that's some dedication right there. Game, yeah. Well, to be fair, I blame my other half because I was actually going to go to sleep and not watch the game and just watch it when I came home from work. <laughs> right. But I only had one shift and then I was on annual leave and she was like, it's fine, just watch the game. You're only yeah. in for one day, it's cool. Oh, there you go. There you uh, go. Yeah. Is she there right now? She's upstairs. She's oh. away. She's not long in from work, so she's left upstairs for a shower. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, if she wanted to get on, just let me know, you know, if she wanted to tell us why she's a Lakers fan. Were you able <laughs> to convince her at all? What'd you say? I don't even know if she'd be able to tell you herself. <laughs> yeah. Ever been to the States at all? I have. I was in New York in 2013. I actually went to a Nets Lakers game. Oh, was nice. absolutely buzzing because I thought I was going to get to see Kobe play and he was injured. Oh, man. Oh. That sucks, dude. Couldn't have timed that, it worse. That sucks. That sucks. Still a great game, to be fair. And it was actually that game that made me fall in love with basketball. Because the atmosphere within the stadium was just incredible. So you went to the Barclays Center then. Yeah. Okay. Did you were you able to see like um Madison Square Garden? No, the the Knicks were on a road trip when we were there, so we didn't get a chance to go. Oh sure, sure. But you know, the atmosphere you get at the NBA is something that doesn't exist over here. Oh sure. Yeah. So Well you guys got like soccer over there, right? Yeah. Like soccer. That, it's not as family friendly for one, but it's just it's a completely different type of atmosphere compared to the like the sort of the, the family enjoyment you get in the NBA more than anything else. You know they're, they're interacting with the fans. You get the music playing as the game goes on. Yeah, you get none of that at any sport over here. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's not as I heard like it's not as family friendly at those soccer games. Like I, I heard it's pretty hardcore. Oh, it can be. There's some games that, you know, it's best is not to bother going to. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. The people are really that passionate about those soccer teams, huh? They are. There is. There's a few teams that, if you support the opposite team, you're as well being dead to them. Oh, it's man. The fans see it. Jeez. That sounds like a couple NBA fan bases, though, too. Oh, yeah, that is true. I. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think... Uh, I'm not sure they're we're as passionate about the NBA as um, you guys or some people are over there about soccer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but and that's the only time you've been here to the states. It is, unfortunately. I'm looking at coming over to Wisconsin for my thirtieth next year, but Ooh. that that would only be if lockdown actually got lifted over here. Yeah, that would be nice. We're on but, lockdown too, so. So we've got, I've got plans of coming over for a Green Bay Packers game and then obviously down to Milwaukee for the Bucks. Would nice. be ideal. Yeah, so you would have to come over when it's cold, though. Ah, that's fine. Scotland's never warm anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, you have to go to a Packer game. Now, it has to be very cold. It has to be snowing. Like, that's the full Packers experience, man. If it's not a snowy Lambo, it doesn't count, does it? <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like that. I like that. Um, I haven't been to... Where have you been over in Europe? Um, oh, quite a few places. Greece, Italy, Spain, oh, France. Sure. Quite yeah. a few. Yeah, we were supposed to go to Spain um, actually this... Or 2020 in November or September. One of those months, 
Uh, but COVID happened, so yeah, it sucks. Oh, of everything, hasn't it? Yeah. How'd you like Greece? Loved it. Been a few things. I think it's been two or three things now. Loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to uh, Santorini, and I think that's like the most beautiful place on earth. Incredibly like, romantic looking. Yeah. Did you go to Santorini? No, I went to Kos, and then I went to Crete when I was in the Royal Navy. We went to oh, Crete for a week. Sure, sure. Where'd yeah. you go in Italy? Um, Sardinia. So a little island just to the south of it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And you like the food over there? I love the food in Italy. Loved it. Best pizza I've ever had. <laughs> Best pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to we went to Naples and um yeah, it's very it's it's just a difference. Like um and I don't mean to talk bad about America, but in Italy and like in Europe, like they know what they're doing, like with their food. Like it's all like fresh and organic kind of deal. And they make their stuff from scratch. And um, so you're in the United Kingdom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how's that? How's Scotland? I haven't been to Scotland. You need to come over. Yeah, I do. Here. I do. Um, how How is it there? Like what? Like, is it um, kind of like London? Is... Um, not quite. It's not quite as busy. So I'm from Edinburgh, which is still very touristy. It's, well, it's, I think it's got more tourists than it does locals, to be honest. <laughs> sure. um, but it's not quite as busy as London. I think there's more people in London than we have for the entire population of Scotland. Oh, man. Okay. So, okay. But no, beautiful country. Plenty to yeah. see, plenty to do. Yeah, I've been to I've been to London. Um, that that was London was an experience. London was well, a- if you ever come to Edinburgh, we'll take you to a football game while we're at it. Deal, you man. Yeah, you can you can enjoy the atmosphere. Absolutely, absolutely. I see your um, friends with the Raptors UK as well. Aye, unfortunately, even though the yeah. Beatles. Yeah, like, do you guys know each other, or is it just strictly Twitter? Uh, strictly Twitter. So Twitter. I only started the Bucks account what, less than a month ago. But what I didn't realize was how many UK fans there was and yeah. how many accounts there was. So we've got a big group chat with all the UK accounts. Oh, plus, that's pretty neat. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. There's that plus a couple of um, sort of pod, UK-based podcasts oh, nice. in the group chat as well. So I think there's about 40 of us in the chat. Wow. So it's great definitely. for getting to know, know people and everything that goes with it, eh? Yeah. I didn't know it was that many people. That's pretty neat, though. Hey, pr- like pretty much. A, you guys have like a, it's like a DM chat kind of deal? Yeah, pretty much, I. Yeah. That's There's a UK NBA page on Twitter, and they've basically just got all the UK-based fan pages and put them in one place. Sure. So that's pretty much every team bar the Bucks had a fan page, which I was yeah. surprised about. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you made that Bucks fan page. Hey, so am I now. <laughs> yeah yeah you get to just talk bucks basketball all the time so that's exactly. yeah and i saw that you tweeted something and it, it was um the the bucks twitter can get very harsh you know like yeah. I, I that's not your exact words but like well, that's true, they yeah. should be more like positive and you know I, I, feel, I feel like everyone sort of jumps on the bandwagon of not wanting to like support the team almost yeah. It's almost as if they look for ways to sort of criticize and well not be happy with the team. Yeah, I think I think we have like the last two years have set like some kind of expectation 
So now we feel that if we don't get to that, everybody sucks, you know, and like they don't understand like the learning curve sometimes too, you know. Uh, but unfortunately, I think we need those people because some of the comments are hilarious. Oh, yeah. Some of the comments are brilliant. I got into a little <laughs> spot with one guy who wasn't for changing his opinion. <laughs> but it's, it's enjoyable. But it's like if you go into any box post, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, every single comment on it is either fire or bud or we're rubbish. You know, yep. we need to try and win the game. Yep. You know, there's no positivity to it. Yep. I, I like to think of a positive guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, throw out a couple of positive comments, at least for the team that you support, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. I'm with you on that, man. I, I think I think we just hit the panic button too quick and, like, throw some positive vibes out there, you know? Like, don't just, like, kill us right away, you know? Like, we're playing bad. Like, yeah, but, okay. <laughs> the players know they're playing bad. They're not happy to be playing bad, are they? You know, exactly. it's a slump. You know, exactly. they, they don't need the Twitter GMs sitting there telling them how badly they're playing. <laughs> right. Once they're sat in their pants watching the game. Yeah. Do you play um, basketball at all? I played, well, I say I played in high school. I played a little bit in high school. Broke my ankle. Never played again. Ooh, that'll, um, yeah. that'll stop you. Yeah. Man. That, uh, breaking an ankle isn't good. No. Well, the worst part was is I didn't know I broke it. Oh. so I continued like walking on it for three days. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> you a tough guy, then, because if you're walking on a broke ankle, man. Well, I was just a big fan of painkillers, and if you ignore the pain, the pain will go away. <laughs> so what position did you play? Uh, point guard, normally. Point guard, shooting guard. Oh, I just so you should I just get back out there, that. man. Your ankle isn't broke right now, right? You, you should get back out there. That is true. I'm tempted. I've taken up rugby again recently, so I would need to try and find time to do rugby and basketball. Oh, how's Two rugby? Different sports. Yeah, yeah. How's rugby? Is that that's a tough sport, man? It is. It's good fun though. Good fun. Always a good beer session afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's the important thing about sport these days, isn't it? Uh, that's the only important thing is the, is the beer right after. God, the, the Bucks drove me to drinking on on the second Raptors game, didn't they? So <laughs> I needed to drink. That's true. That's true. Um, well, it was nice talking to you, man. Um, I don't know, Zach. Did you have any more questions for Sean? No, I don't think so. We just appreciate you coming on. It's cool getting perspective uh, out there. Dedication right there. They're watching all the games at three in the morning. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. It has been very fun, man. And just to, like Zach was saying, just to piggyback off what Zach was saying, it's nice to get like somebody else's perspective, like from across the world, you know. So that concludes this week's episode. Tune in next week to see what Bucks fan we have next. Um.